It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 2-0 to to the Arizona Coyotes. Vegas has now been shut out three times in their last six outings. And to help us break this one down, we go back to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, we tend to, at times, oversimplify. Is this the case of the Golden Knights running into a hot goaltender in Connor Ingram tonight? Or is it uh, symbolic of, of really the struggles that this team has had lately finishing their chances? Now, they're certainly making unknown goalies look like Vezina type goalies aren't they yeah and uh, that's not to disrespect the likes of charlie lindgren or connor ingram etc but uh, when you know a team like the golden knights defending cup champions at 11-0-1 start and a high-flying offense gets shut out three times in six games you start to wonder you know what the deal is and uh, you can talk about bounces you can talk about and you know, not finishing but uh, something's not quite right here and while you have um you know, plenty of guys who are still uh, generating chances. Mm. Not everybody is. And you do wonder, um, you know, if there are adjustments that Bruce Cassidy would want to make. Um, he has always gone back to the same configuration um, when everyone has been healthy. So there are tweaks within games, late in games, that he has uh, shortened the bench to get some more firepower. Um, wasn't effective uh, here today. Um, you think about, you know, the Knights offense in Dallas. You know, they get a Michael Amadio power play goal like that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got three career power play goals. It's not something that you're you're leaning on. They got Jack Eichel to get one in overtime. Obviously, the game before that, they were shut out in Pittsburgh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So you, you do wonder about um, the offense. You know, Bruce Cassidy said he's not worried about it. The goals are going to come. Well, they might come at some point, but right now they're not. And, you know, they're not going to come automatically just because they're defending champions. You've got to do something to make the goals come. And I'm not sure what exactly the answer is. Theodore's absence, no doubt, uh, plays a role in this. But you got your full complement of forwards. So I'm not sure if there's going to be an adjustment going into the Calgary game because the counterpoint might be, well, this is a terrific defensive showing by Arizona. It is a team defensive showing. It's not just the defense men. It's a team showing because they're without Dumba. They're without Valamaki. They're without Dermott. And then you also have uh, forwards who are injured as well in Jack McBain and Barrett Hayton. So you got Coley Chanak up from the American League. He left this game early with an injury. Kesselring only in his fifth NHL game. So uh, Moser and Dersey were good. Uh, Stature and Brown, more veteran guys. It just was, um, it didn't look like a typical Arizona Coyotes defense. No. A credit to Andre Turney, the head coach, who is finding ways to grow this team and improve from what they had done last year. And I, I remember after the game in Pittsburgh, the idea of do you let this team, this configuration, the way that you've got the forward lines, do you let them work through kind of this this speed bump here or do you change things up? I, I mean, you, you look at Pavel Dorofiev, uh, he's, he's an option to kind of come into the lineup. What do, you, what do you think Bruce Cassidy might be leaning toward as you go to Calgary on Monday? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, 
you know, when everyone's been healthy, this is the group that we expected to see. It just hasn't happened all that often. Yeah. Um, you know, Pavel had uh, flashes of offensive brilliance when he was in and out of the lineup last year. He's had his moments this season. He's not been as productive. Um, you know, Paul Cotter now has no points in his last 11 games. It's been a long time since Chandler Stevenson found the back of the net or even, you know, got himself and, you know, major impression on the score sheet. William Carlson, no points in three games in a row. That's the first time that happened this year. He had a point in 14 of the first 18 games, but now here he is three in a row without any points. Um, you know, like, I, I, I guess I'm not sure if just moving the players around is the answer. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you know, you don't want to panic, right? They're still in first place. Yeah. They still have 14 wins. <laughs> but <laughs> you, it is a little bit of a concern when, it, you know, it's one thing to lose. It's another thing to get shut out three times. And to get shut out three times by teams that I don't want to say you, you should beat, but teams that are not where the Knights are. You know, yeah. Washington, Pittsburgh, and Arizona are not at the Golden Knights level. You would think that Vegas would get at least a goal or two against those teams, but, hey, you've got some great goaltending, and credit to these guys who are playing well and the guys playing in front of them. You know, Connor Ingram and Karel Vimelka have gone back and forth, back and forth, and Ingram has now won seven of the Arizona a nine-win total. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ingram played the second half of the game the other day against St. Louis, so maybe given his success getting plenty of minutes, maybe that helped him today. We talk about it, you know, goalies who go back and forth, they can't get in a groove because they're getting too much time off. Maybe it was a great thing for Ingram, even though he took a loss in relief the other day, mm-hmm. that he did play 34 minutes. Coming into this one, you know, he, he looked as zoned in as you'll, as you'll see. So obviously spending some time on, on the lack of offensive production, but from a defensive point of view, I, you know, over the course of 60 minutes, I like the Golden Knights game for the most part. Uh, it, just in terms of what they were able to do in their own end, they held Arizona to just 10 shots on goal through the first two periods of, of hockey. Like Defensively, especially without Shea Theodore and Alec Martinez, I thought the Golden Knights were fine in their own end. Yes, and you know Shea Theodore, though he has generated as many points as he has, mm-hmm. does not break the puck out of the night zone on every single shift. Uh, you know, there are other guys who are very good at recovering pucks and breaking out, getting the puck into the hands of the forwards and creating, you know, offensive chances in transition. Um, you know, yes, Shea often does carry the puck and draws attention from opposing defenses. It just seemed to me that Arizona had an answer for the Knights' breakout today. Alex Petrangelo talked about it a little bit in our walk-off interview earlier on. Uh, just um, was not as creative. Um, you know, when the Knights did get chances, they were, um, you know, more deliberate you know they were there were um, they didn't get the goaltender moving too much mm-hmm. today as gary described so uh yeah on the recoveries you know sometimes you put an opposing team on its heels uh because of the speed on the breakout uh, not only the speed of the skating but the speed of the puck movement and maybe that wasn't quite up to uh, the normal standard today but that's again perhaps in part because of how arizona defended it all right, Dan, any final thoughts on this one before you get back on the road to Calgary on Monday? Well, you do wonder if, um, as we have said about this team, playing to the level of its opponent kicks into gear. You know, Calgary has been up and down. You know, sometimes they, you know, they surprise you with how they win. Sometimes they surprise you with how you lose. 
Uh, Edmonton obviously has been a soap opera this year, and Vancouver has been perhaps the surprise of the NHL. So it'll be an interesting trip all against divisional opponents. And, you know, while Vancouver is closest in the standings right now, who knows if any of those games, uh, Calgary or Edmonton, could be significant uh, later on in the spring. Time will tell, but should be an interesting trip to have you know, three division opponents in a row after none of the last six games were against division opponents. All right, great stuff as always, Dan. You enjoy the rest of your night, and we'll chat on Monday. Great, thanks, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 2 nothing shutout loss to the Arizona Coyotes. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Basically a teenager outworked our defenseman to get a puck to the front of the net. A very close game, so that shouldn't happen. Um, opportunities in power play were we were casual. Didn't execute well enough or we could have helped ourselves offensively. Right now we're not scoring five on five, so at least your power play helps you can get build your momentum. That didn't happen either. So um, didn't give up much. That's a good part of the game. We kept with our structure. Um, Defensively, we just lost a puck battle low, and then in front of our net, we didn't win enough in front of their net, and we can that can we can go on for a while now on on from game to game, but that's what happened tonight. Ken, Ken Bolke, Sinman, not Vegas. You've had a little bit of problems at six on five this year. What do you see is going wrong there? Everything, probably everything. Um, tonight was a little different. We won the face off, and they just came out of the zone with it, right? So we. I'm not even sure what happened. I'd have to go back and look at it. But we won the draw, and all of a sudden they had the puck. So we're not hard enough on the puck. Usually we've had to rim it in, and, and we haven't got control back a lot this year. Uh, they've broken right out. So that's uh, board battles. I think in Pittsburgh, it went off the ocean pad right to them. So we're just not getting the puck back. So it's hard to say what our how we do with it. And when we did get it back, it was six on four in a power play. So we had it. Um, more of the same, right? Not finishing, but... In general, we just haven't had the puck enough. Recovering it on our dump and our entries. Most teams are back, so you're not going to be able to get a free pass on the way in. Um, so we haven't even had time, ozone time to even evaluate whether we're in the right setups or the right people are there, et cetera. <clears throat> Jesse. Jesse Grinch with The Athletic. Kind of along those lines, at five on five, it seems like the forecheck hasn't been getting there as often. Do you see any glaring weakness in the forecheck, or has our team just been moving it well? Uh... I'd have to look back over the games. I think our forecheck generally. Okay, so tonight early on, like the Nick Waz line, they, they, they have some offensive shots and zone time. Well, what do they do well? They forecheck. So to me, there's a bit of willingness to want to do it, right? You want to play behind their D or not. I mean, their D did a good job tonight because they shut us out. But I think if we played the right way, we could have exposed them and put a lot more pressure on them. And, we wanted to, you know, even the the the, the tie or the go ahead goal. We we throw a stretch pass right into their coverage. Like you know, you have to work back. You got to support the puck, and then either two on one, one side of the ice against a one one three, or play behind them. And some of our guys that we rely on for offense are not willing to do that right now. And as a result, the offense has dried up. And until they're willing to get back to basics, I can't sit here and tell you we're going to come out of it tomorrow or the next day because. It's a certain way to play. If the ice is available in front of you, you take it, you make your plays. If it's not, you go put it behind them, put it in a good spot, get it back. And 
that's been our team for, well, since my existence here, and we've been pretty good. But right now we're not scoring. It's a lot of guys we rely on and not willing to do it. So until they start, um, we've got to encourage them more to do it the right way. And we'll continue to do our part there. But at the end of the day, once they go over the boards, that's kind of what they, that, that's required right now. <clears throat> Last call for Bruce. Thanks, Coach. Yep, thank you. 11 o'clock tomorrow. This is the home of the Vegas Golden Knights all season long. Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. KKGKAM Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 2 0 to the Arizona Coyotes. Vegas now 14, 5, and 2, 30 points on the year. Just heard commentary from Bruce Cassidy after tonight's game, and forechecking was a topic brought up, and we're gonna we're gonna dig into that for, for just a moment here because I thought what Bruce said right there was was pretty important, right? Um, early on in this game, and when I say early on, I mean first shift of the game. Nick Waugh's line came out, forechecked well, had the puck in the offensive zone for a full minute, and generated two really quality looks within 60 seconds. And as Bruce just said, that's a line that is dedicated to, predicated on forechecking and playing the right way. If there's no play in front of you, if there's nothing that you can... No move that you can make in the neutral zone. If you can't break through a a coverage, you put pucks in deep. You put pucks behind the defense of the opposition, and you go to work down low behind them. That's what you have to do. And Bruce mentioned very, very pointedly that some of the guys that this team relies on offensively are not willing to do that, are not willing to play the right way, are not willing to put pucks behind the defenses and go to work on the forecheck. And so I I think it's very clear what the message is right now to the Vegas Golden Knights and their full complement of forwards. In order to work yourself out of this slump, and call it what you will, You get shut out three times in six games. It's hard to call it anything but a slump, right? It's a lack of production from the Golden Knights. It's it's uncharacteristic of this team, especially the team that went to the Stanley Cup final and won the Stanley Cup. They scored almost at will, and a lot of it was predicated on their ability to finish in transition and their ability to forecheck you into oblivion, force turnovers, and score goals. And so... As Bruce Cassidy said, he's not sure, right, that the Golden Knights are coming out of this setback in the next couple of games, the next four or five games, until there's a willingness to play behind the defense of the opposition. Now, the other topic of conversation for Bruce Cassidy, at least that we heard, was six-on-five play for the Golden Knights. Um, Puck retrievals, inability to kind of close on pucks, win board battles, all that, that's kind of... The, the area where Bruce is looking at is, is can we or we must improve there. And then it becomes about evaluating what you're actually doing at 6-on-5. But the Golden Knights haven't been able to set up 6-on-5 in the countless opportunities that they've had. So it, it's really turned into a, a bit of, of uh, you know, 
kind of throwing your hands up in the air trying to figure out and and address the, the main concerns there because you don't know what the main concerns are. You haven't set up the play enough six on five to even know if you're in the right spots, if you're going for the right reads, if you're able to find the right plays. Like They just haven't had enough sustained zone time six on five to really know what is or isn't working in that area. So um, great commentary there from Bruce Cassidy, and it's very clear there, there's a message kind of sent out to the the players on this team that you are looking to lead you offensively. You know, top three lines for the Golden Knights. Pretty simple. And, you know, he mentioned Nick Waugh's line specifically as a line that goes to work and does the right thing on the forecheck. It's what you need in order to win. And, and you know, we're, we're past the quarterway mark now. It, it becomes, to a degree, the dog days, right? Like, we're, we're squarely in them right now. And for the Golden Knights, they're going to have to pull themselves out of this offensive setback that they've had over the last six games. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. As we've mentioned a couple of times, no Shea Theodore for the first time this season for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, you know, that's a tough one because you start to think about how the Golden Knights, if they were able to transition maybe a little bit quicker or had... Uh, Shea Theodore in the lineup. Do you do you create more offense? Probably, um, but again, it, it's another situation where I just don't think the Golden Knights are going to be. They're they're just not finishing well right now. Um, and then no Alec Martinez missed his second consecutive game for the Golden Knights. Um, hopefully for Vegas, uh, Shea Theodore will be able to travel on the trip. Find out more information on that front tomorrow. And then as far as Alec Martinez goes, timeline looks day to day technically, but it's probably. 7 to 10 days. So we'll see what the Golden Knights have in store and when Alec Martinez might be able to return to the team. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. Obviously, a scoreless game through the first two periods. So we pick things up in the third. And a big reason why the Golden Knights were in striking distance in this one was Logan Thompson makes a great save in the third period. In comes Zucker, nice fake, feeds it in front for a shot, sprawling save, Thompson on his back, gets a cover, shoving afterwards. So a big time stop there from Logan Thompson, and it seemed like we were destined for overtime. However, the Coyotes broke the stalemate 50 minutes into the game as a broken play led to Clayton Keller's marker. Puck comes out in front, there's the first goal, it's for Arizona. With 9.22 remaining in regulation, the puck came from the trapezoid and in front. It appears that Clayton Keller will get credit for the goal. He leads the celebration line, and the score is finally broken. Clayton Keller's eighth goal of the year from Logan Cooley and Nick Schmaltz. 10.38 of the third period makes it one to nothing Arizona. And the Golden Knights would pull Logan Thompson for the extra attacker, and Lawson Krause iced the game with an empty net goal. Draw to Ingram's left. Eichel won it to Carlson, but then he lost it. Coyotes coming out with the puck. It's a lead pass down the middle. Score! Lawson Kraus. Empty net goal for Arizona. Tenth goal of the year for Lawson Kraus, an empty netter from Matthias Michelli and Nick Bukestad. 18-43 of the third period made it 2-0 Arizona, and all that was left in this game was the final call. There's a broken stick out there for a Coyote. Eichel for Petrangelo. Eichel shoots, save, rebound, Stone. Now Petrangelo blocked at the horn. The game is over. Right down to the final seconds. Connor Ingram secures the shutout. 
Arizona 2, Vegas 0. There you have it. 2 to nothing. the final. The Arizona Coyotes hand the Golden Knights their third shutout loss in their last six games. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The definitive collector's item from the Stanley Cup Championship is It Hurts to Win, the official book from the Vegas Golden Knights. Pick up your copy now at the official team stores or order online at VegasTeamStore.com. It's the postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 2 to nothing to the Arizona Coyotes. Vegas 14-5-2, 30 points on the year. Still tops in the Pacific Division for the Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, you'll take that for sure. But it's the third shutout loss in six games for the Golden Knights. And that's something that we have not seen yet in the Bruce Cassidy era. And In fact, the Golden Knights were shut out just twice all of last season. Just twice all of last season. Now they've broken that mark in a six-game span. Do I think that the Golden Knights are going to be able to find their offensive touch? I do. I, I really do because I I, 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 I kind of come back and I, I keep thinking about what Bruce Cassidy said postgame. And if you missed it, uh, we had him a little bit earlier on in the postgame show. He He's holding players accountable here, right? And, and I think for the Golden Knights, there's there's a way that you've got to play, and we've seen it when it works incredibly well. The Golden Knights are able to score seemingly at will. This team 5-on-5 five five has been a terror at times when everyone's kind of committed to putting pucks in deep, getting to work on the forecheck, creating turnovers, pounding teams into the boards, and then finding ways to break you down. And Bruce said, again, flat out, after the game, there's an unwillingness to do that. And it's an unwillingness from some of the players that this team counts on to score goals. You can figure out who he's talking about here. And so, my expectation for a team that has as high a standards as the Golden Knights have, those players will be better at that particular aspect of the game. Now, you're going on the road, you got Calgary, you got Edmonton, you got Vancouver, and frankly, I, you know, Gary Lawless was talking about it. Dan Duva was talking about it. I'm talking about it. I have no idea, legitimately no idea what to expect on this three-game road trip. Now, ideally, you want to start at a baseline of 500 for the Golden Knights, but the Calgary Flames are up and down. You have no idea what the Calgary Flames are going to be on a night-to-night basis. You just don't. The Edmonton Oilers, we know how rough a start it's been to the year for Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton Oilers. Everyone's talking about, ah, I need to save, need to save, need to save. The Oilers need to play better defensively. They played better defensively yesterday, scored five goals, win a hockey game. Feeling probably pretty good about where they're at. Multi-point at night for Leon Dreisaitl, multi-point night for Connor McDavid. If those two guys kind of break out of their slump to start the season, all of a sudden the Edmonton Oilers can be a scary, scary team. Also, if they, you know, play defense. And then... You got the Vancouver Canucks, who are probably the the best story in hockey right now. Positive, though, 
the Vancouver Canucks did not beat the San Jose Sharks tonight. So Vancouver still a point behind the Vegas Golden Knights. The Los Angeles Kings still a point behind uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. But L.A.'s got a couple of games in hand, and boy, oh boy, are they a complete team. So for the Golden Knights, it's imperative here, and, and again, no panic, no real concern because we know what this team is capable of and what their standards are. But there is a desire if you're Bruce Cassidy and the Vegas Golden Knights to right the ship in terms of finding their offense quickly because you do have teams in L.A. and Vancouver that are right there knocking on the door. So I'm interested to see how the Golden Knights respond on Monday night in Calgary against the Flames. We're back to wrap it up next on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. VGK post-game show, wrapping it up here. The Golden Knights fall 2-0 to the Arizona Coyotes. Vegas 14-5-2. 30 points on the year. Next in action, Monday in Calgary against the Flames. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. For the Golden Knights... They had their chances. Again, I thought that there were a couple of really strong looks for the Golden Knights in this game. First shift of the game, Will Carrier right on the doorstep. Connor Ingram makes a big save. And then you obviously had uh, a nice chance for Paul Cotter set up by Michael Amadio. And then Ivan Barbashev sets up Alex Petrangelo on the power play. Again, really good saves. But you know, as much as you look at this and say, well, the Golden Knights got goalied, did they work hard enough to create enough quality chances? Did they take away the eyes of Connor Ingram? Did they get them moving? Probably not as much as you would like. So for the Golden Knights, it's about finding their offensive flair again, finding ways to be impactful, finding ways to finish their chances. And as Bruce Cassidy pointed out, that goes in lockstep with playing the right way. If there aren't plays to be made, if the neutral zone's not there, if you can't stretch the ice and find transition, you're going to have to score another way, and most likely it's going to come from in-zone offense, working the forecheck, and creating turnovers. So that's what the Golden Knights are going to have to do on Monday. Bruce Cassidy gave us the clues. Let us know what needs to be done. We'll see if the Golden Knights respond on Monday night. That's going to do it for us here on the VGK Postgame Show. Extended Postgame Show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 2-0 the final. The Arizona Coyotes shut out the Vegas Golden Knights third time in six games. The defending Stanley Cup champions have been shut out. 
shutout in Washington. Charlie Ingram, or I'm sorry, Charlie Lindgren. Goodness gracious, these names are just going to flow into one another. Charlie Lindgren, the shutout for the Capitals in Washington. Alex Nedeljkovic, the shutout in Pittsburgh. And tonight, it's Connor Ingram. And for the Golden Knights, more questions than you have answers for. Obviously, injuries are going to kind of play a role in all of this. No Shea Theodore tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. No Alec Martinez tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. But as we've mentioned a couple of times, full complement of forwards. The Golden Knights just unable to find their offensive game. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. What say you? Where are you at right now with you know, a Golden Knights team that has struggled to find the back of the net? That's going to be a big challenge for the Golden Knights as they go on the road against Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver. Or it might not be that big of a challenge the way that some of those teams defend. But all that to say, if you heard from Bruce Cassidy, as we did after the game, he's made it very clear what the issues are for the Golden Knights. A willingness to get in on forecheck, a willingness to play the right way, play behind defenses. Like, all of those things need to happen. And I just feel like it needed to come to this breaking point. It needed to come to a position and a point for the Golden Knights where enough of these losses piled up for Bruce Cassidy to pointedly explain what the issues are and how to fix them. And if you listen to Bruce after the game, it's mindset here. It's being willing to do things that are hard over the course of 60 minutes. And this is, again, it's easier to do them when everything's on the line, when everything matters, when you are playing for it all. It becomes a little bit more difficult in the dog days of the NHL season. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. I know you all have opinions. Sound off right now. Let's go. Stephanie, you're up. How you doing? Hey, how are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing okay. I'm good. So, I, like I said, I said this before, I think that the... the um, uh, hangover finally caught up with us after we officially finished the Stanley Cup tour and visiting the White House. Mm-hmm. But, like, honestly, it just, again, goes to show how important it was to get all those points early on. Mm-hmm. Um, any team in the NHL can be any other team. We saw tonight the Vancouver Canucks lost to the Sharks. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's going to happen. Um, it, it was kind of unfortunate, especially because, really, this game – it was decided by a really unlucky bounce of that puck going out in front of the net and McNabb just banking it right to their player. Like, it, it's going to happen. A lot of the times we can outscore that kind of problem when it only happens the one time like it did tonight. They weren't able to. I, I, I don't think this team is like, oh, well, we lost. Like, they're angry. You can see it. They're upset. Mm. They don't like losing. And I think that Cassidy is going to do what he needs to do to get them you know, in gear, and I think that the players are also going to take a lot of that on themselves and individually say, I need to do better. 
this isn't a team that is pointing fingers at each other and saying, well, why didn't you guys do this? Why didn't you do that? Each player is going to look at themselves and, and, and take it hard on themselves. Yeah, I, I think that this one gets your attention. I really do. Because, you know, you can – and I'm not going to sit here and say that anyone's explained it away, right? Like, I, I don't believe mm-hmm. that that's the case. This is a team that has a, incredibly high standards. We've talked about it. And it's not just talk. Like, we, we saw it, right? And so I, I think when you're on the road and, you know, you go to Washington, you, you look at the chances that you generated, okay, it's, it's going to fall. Like, that'll be fine. Then it happens again in Pittsburgh. Then it happens again at home against the Arizona Coyotes. And, and I think that this was an opportunity, this was a window for Bruce Cassidy to not so subtly give and send a message to his room on how you need to play in order to win. And I'm interested to see how they respond on Monday because I'm expecting the Golden Knights to be as fired up for a regular season game as they probably were for opening night. Yeah, I I agree. I I think that they are going to feel like they have a lot to prove on this road trip, and I think they will prove exactly that. All right, great stuff as always, Stephanie. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, as uh, the old machine goes, bump, 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 it was uh, one of those nights. But uh, the truth is, um, I go back to when I was a kid, Hmm. and um, my father would open the gymnasium for the high school kids. And this is the difference between hockey and any other sport. You don't just open the gym and start practicing. You have to get time on the ice to do that, no matter who you are and where you are. And... What is ailing us, I think, the main thing, is shot accuracy. Shot accuracy simply is you shoot a bunch of three-pointers until you start hitting them, mm-hmm. or you shoot a bunch of free throws until you, until you start making 80% of them. Is tomorrow, 11 a.m., another practice for the Knights, and will they work on that, do you think? I, I mean, I would imagine that they work on shot accuracy every time they're on the ice, right? Well, I mean, yes you, and no. There's, I mean, there's the extra work. There's the extra work after practice. Like they're taking shots, right? But but they're, but they're, you're also the shots but, that they take are not like skating toward the net and taking a shot in an area well, I mean, where you Mike, would guess that a goaltender might not be. I, that's all I'm saying. What I'm saying is like they're doing two on one drills. They're doing three on two drills. Like they're doing drills where you're trying to replicate what you're going to see in a game. And uh-huh. that's that's the that's the big difference to me in terms of hockey. Like, you want to talk about practicing free throws and, and getting, you know, proficient at that. It's you in the basket. There's not there's nothing there that, you know, is going to take you away. But a puck that bounces just ever so slightly to the front of your blade or the back of your blade, it changes everything that that you work on in terms of how you shoot the puck or where it's going to go. I I, I understand what you're saying. I do. These guys are practicing their shots. They're they're on the ice after practice. You see it after practice. You know, most players will have a set number of shots that they're going to take, and they're going to they're going to go through after practice, and they're not going to leave the ice until they get them or they're happy I, with them. And I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't I, agree more with that because Jack Eichel's the king yeah. of doing that. And and I don't know that it's shot accuracy. Like they were trying to pick the corner on Connor Ingram. The problem is, uh, he could see everything. And they were going uh-huh. glove all night long. 
test him on the blocker a couple of times. They didn't do it. Um, and, you know, Bruce Cassidy kind of mentioned it after the game. It, it's it's an unwillingness to go to the work on the forecheck. Like, you can create some really good looks, some bang-bang backdoor plays if you are turning pucks over below the goal line. Look at how the Arizona Coyotes scored their goal. That's what mm-hmm. the Golden Knights need to do. Okay. Now, this is a conversation that we've rarely had, and it wasn't even necessary prior to this, but mm-hmm. there is a guy sitting out there with three Stanley Cups who knows how to shoot goals. Do we go after a Patrick Kane and give up somebody else and let them go? I I mean, I don't, I don't know why you would go down that road. Like, okay, let me... Let me rephrase that, and thanks, Mike, for the call. I understand the allure of Patrick Kane. However, I don't know what that number looks like for a Golden Knights team that's already pressed up against the salary cap. Then where do you slot him in becomes the bigger question, right? Like, do you put him in your top six? Do you put him alongside Jack Eichel? How does that disrupt You know what you do in your top six, your, your top nine, and then... What are you subtracting in order to make the money work? I, I don't know I don't know that it makes you better. I think what the Golden Knights need right now is just to recommit to playing the right way. I, I don't think that Patrick Kane pushes them over the edge because, again, I, I think that this is a team that's predicated on depth, and if you have to move pieces out in order to accommodate Patrick Kane coming off of, you know, a surgery that you're just you're not sure exactly how he's going to be early on. Um, I think it can kind of take away your your best asset, and that's depth. So I I don't know that I would go down that route. I, I you know you kind of hear that Patrick Kane is more interested in playing in the Eastern Conference. Travels a little bit easier on on the body. So I I don't know how viable that is as an opportunity or or like a legitimate option. But I, I don't know that the Golden Knights need to trade. I just think that they need to recommit to playing the way Bruce Cassidy wants them to play. And then the goals will follow. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Peter. Hey, Peter, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I, I was actually just going to pick up uh, on a point that Mike was talking about or that mm-hmm. you both were saying. Um, I was in Section 13. I had a, you know, a really good a period one and three. I had a really good view of our shots on the goal. And, uh, you know, hats off to the Arizona goalie. But it just seemed like most of our pucks, for the most part, just kind of went straight at him. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, he, he, yeah, he got a shutout tonight. I didn't see any hugely acrobatic, you know, or dramatic things that he had to do to stop our pucks. And I, I, that's not a critique on our shooting or on our drilling or, or any of that stuff. I just... It just kind of happened to go that way. A lot of times, you know, these, these scores, you know, the puck just gets over the, the goalie's shoulder or just gets over his glove or, you know, or, or in between his legs or something. It just wasn't happening tonight. I mean, we outshot them, I think. 34, 10, 10 30, shots on, yeah. 34 right? to 18 were the final shots on goal going into yeah. the third period. It was 20 to 10 Vegas. Yeah, you can't complain about that. And, yeah, I. You know, you, you, your your opening question, like where are we at? Uh, I thought we played a good. It was a good game of hockey. We mm-hmm. did lose the game. We didn't get clobbered. Plenty of good shots. Plenty of good plays to create the shots. Lots of good defense that we did. Um, 
it's just you know if if the puck just tends to go right at the goalie, he's he's going to catch it. A lot of them he just plucked right out of the air with his glove with 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 not a lot of effort. That was my impression. Yeah, yeah no, you're you're spot on there, Peter. And thanks for the call. I you know I I think for the Golden Knights, they had their looks early. Um, but I don't think that they made Connor Ingram move enough. And, you know, when a goalie's on like Ingram was, you got to do one of two things. You got to make him move to open him up, or you got to take away his eyes. And I, I just don't think that that happened enough tonight for the Golden Knights to, to find a goal. And lo and behold, they didn't. So, uh, you know, interesting stuff there from Vegas. But as Bruce Cassidy said, play the right way. The goals will come. You have to be willing to do it and that's what i'm most intrigued by on this upcoming three-game road trip 702-876-1340 is the number 702-876-1340 if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break it's the extended postgame show fox sports las vegas Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here on the extended postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 2-0 to the Arizona Coyotes. Vegas 14-5 and 230 points on the year. Next in action, Monday night in Calgary against the Flames. Uh, take a look at the standings right now for the Golden Knights. Uh, first in the Pacific Division. 14, 5, and 2, 30 points. Right behind them, the Los Angeles Kings, 13, 3, and 3, 29 points on the year. A couple of games in hand for the Los Angeles Kings. That's a team right there that, you know, truly is deep and seems to be kind of finding their groove. Now, there's something to be said about finding your groove in late November, early December versus kind of sustaining that or, or really peaking in time for the playoffs. So, It'll be interesting to kind of keep an eye on L.A. to see if they continue to play really well over the next 10 to 15, 15 to 20 games. Now, then you got the Vancouver Canucks, and you know, 14 wins already for Vancouver, 14-7-1, 29 points. Lost tonight to the San Jose Sharks. Golden Knights have a game in hand on Vancouver, so it's a better spot there for the Golden Knights, uh, one of the teams that are chasing them. But again... You've got Vancouver on the schedule coming up here on Thursday. That's going to be an interesting game because you want to see how you measure up to, to one of the best stories early on in the National Hockey League and in, in the turnaround for the Vancouver Canucks. Are they legit? I think so. Why? Well, because their goaltender is really good and their best players have, have been their best players. Then there's you know added depth. I, I just think Rick Tockett's done a great job in Vancouver. So I think that that's a team that's going to be there for a long haul. And then you've got the question marks surrounding Calgary and Edmonton. Calgary, 19 points, just a couple of points out of the playoffs if they were to start today, and they don't because, you know, obviously we've still got three quarters of the season to go. And then you got the Edmonton Oilers, 13 points in 19 games for the Edmonton Oilers. Golden Knights are 17 points up on the Edmonton Oilers. Let that one sink in for you. So as rough a patch as it's been for the Golden Knights over the last six, it's been it's been that tough for the Edmonton Oilers all season long. 
So for the Golden Knights, you have a three-game road trip. You can go in and you can get a lot of damage done. You can beat Calgary. You can beat Edmonton. You can beat Vancouver. And all of a sudden, we're not talking about getting shut out three out of your last six games. That's the objective. That's the plan for the Golden Knights as they embark on that three-game road trip. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights fall 2-0 to the Arizona Coyotes. Third time in six games that the Golden Knights have been shut out. Bruce Cassidy pointed in his postgame commentary. Some of the guys we rely on to find offense aren't willing to do the little things. Play the right way. Put pucks behind defenses. Get in on the forecheck. And until that happens, we might have inconsistent offensive efforts. So for the Golden Knights, it's pretty clear. Go out there on Monday in Calgary. Commit to playing the right way and find your groove. That's what it boils down to. We'll see how it goes for the Golden Knights. Three-game road trip upcoming for Vegas. you got... Calgary on Monday, Edmonton on Tuesday, and Vancouver on Thursday before coming back here Saturday night, a week from today, to take on the Washington Capitals. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your post game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until... Monday night. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.